Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Piber on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports app. Matt Nelson running the show back there. Joey Pyburn right there. I'm Tom Nelson. Thanks for tuning in. It starts with a B. It ends with a B. It's Bob. Bob Buchanan. Bob. Bubba. Bubba Buchanan. Bo-Mac.com. Our shrimping, crabbing, bottom fishing, halibut, all-around good guy, mad scientist, product development, and passionate shrimp avore. I've never met anybody that likes to eat eat and crack shrimp. He recreationally cracks crab. He does. Like it's, and it, then delivers it. Yeah. Yeah. To us on the boat. Bob Buchanan joining us now. Good morning, Bubba Buchanan. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I think I've only spoiled you once like that. Well, hopefully. Maybe maybe more than once. Maybe more than once. There was, there was quite a bit of crab in that last load. Yeah. That was, uh, yes, there sure was. So, so I first of all, you, you, I hope you can show up early and, and join us and, uh, you know, put a headset on you and, and you can do the show with us live from Harbor Marine and the North Sound Marine Expo next week. But, you know, the ability for you to, you know, be available to some of these people, you're going to get hit with a bunch of questions. You've developed an entire product line around shrimping and crabbing in the Northwest. I don't know of any gear that's better, honestly. But, you know, so so break us into just a, a basic shrimp setup, how you like to send somebody out for the first time and be prepared and, and just set them on the path to shrimp success. Well, yeah. You, you got to get them out there in the right pot, depending on uh, what part of the sound they're going to fish. Uh, I would generally start someone off with a smaller pot to begin with, only for the ease of movement and uh, getting the hang of things around their boat. I'd get them rigged up with the harness and the bait containers and the, the proper rope and the way to tie those ropes off and uh, finish up the ends with the sea links and uh and and a good flotation system that's on its own that can be attached to that main line as well. Yeah. And then uh, they can graduate into a winder if need be, but you like to take it easy at first because shrimping is not an inexpensive yeah. uh, proposition. You know, I think I'm going to bring um, my high-def camera, and I think we're going to shoot a video in between the show and the deal. We're going to have all the gear right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I uh, I think that's a YouTube channel, just a, a start standard with, deal. Just right start there, with but, all the products yeah. and then put everything together. Yeah. Because sure. because you know you need to see it. You you can't just get a description. You can't yeah. just walk down the aisle. You really need a demonstration. That's kind of what the North Sound Marine X was going to be all about. And then you know just the making of the bait for shrimp. You've you've got a couple you know timelines in your mind that you always describe as as far as how you grind the pellets, and what percentage of that mixed-up bait you need to see at the end of an hour soak. So talk to us about that, your your bait. I'll, I'll, I'll use the term deposition or, or, or deployment. <laughs> yeah. How, how, do you, how do you set up your baits? Well, first of all, it depends on where you go. And, and as you know, you get out in the straits, uh, area six and seven, you get where you've got a pretty good high current flow. So you got to have a, a fairly firm bait, but yet you want something that uh, – 
that does leach off and give a scent trail and, and bring them to you. But um, if you look at your tide chart uh, for our opener, Tom, I looked, I glanced at it the other day. I can't remember it exactly. But I think we're like a high tide at 8, and, and we're going out low until 3 o'clock at 3 and change, almost 4. Yeah. And we're only moving 6 feet. That's a great tide. So mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so that means you're gonna you're gonna drop that bait down there, but that first hour or two, it's gonna sit pretty still. Yeah. So you know you're gonna you're gonna use some bait going up and down. You're gonna have to blend it a little softer than normal to get it out there and get it moving around. And when you do blend it softer, when you're letting the pot down, you lose quite a bit of bait. So keep that in mind. But when you get it down, pressured in that container. At, uh, where the water is 10, 15 degrees cooler on the bottom, it, it's going to hold. Well, what you do have in there is going to hold. And optimally, in an hour's time, you come up, you've you've got maybe a quarter of your bait container left. And in in a situation like that, where you're going to have to make that bait, you know, runnier, softer, so that with the the lack of current, you want that stuff leaching out of there and moving around and getting your scent trail going will you take like some some whole mackerel and chunk them up and maybe maybe put them in there too so that if you do lose all your bait you have something in there still exactly exactly joe i will i i'll put a little bit of canned mackerel in uh, first thing with my pellets and a little bit of oil and get that all mixed up with the with the old sheetrock blender mud blender <laughs> mm-hmm. and and you pound that out really good it, and and that hit home with me I, john martinez taught me a lot about that but when you clean your equipment off at the end of the day especially brake containers you normally do it in a bucket of some kind and i had filled the bucket up with water and threw those things in there and then i looked at that water you know standing there in the sunlight on the dock and it's got all these little white fibers of micro of uh, mackerel in it and that that really clicked off with me versus having a, an oily stain, not necessarily a stain, but a slippery surface in my boat. I, I do use oil. Don't get me wrong there. And oil will coagulate it and get it held together and still leach off even at depth. And, and it's, it's a good thing to have. It, but it, I'll mix some canned in, and then I throw in at the end, I'll throw in about a half a dozen of your whole mackerel, and grind it up in chunks, and that when that goes in, that that's going to stay in that bait container with the residual of the pellets that didn't get finely ground I, up. I probably shouldn't ask you this on air, but I'm going to. Yeah. Can we make some bait at the North Sound Marine Expo at Harbor Marine next week? Can we can we just do the whole thing uh, and show people how to, how to grind this bait and how to make it up? Uh, we certainly could. We okay. just have to make sure that the uh, Lauren is okay with the smell on the show floor. Well, That's the, the thing some, of it is, we're gonna, some folks. <laughs> they'll be shrapnel. They'll be spray, right? So everybody's yeah. going to have to dress up in gill rain gear, okay? And and just, you know, then we'll hose everybody down at the end. No. I mean, you know, we'll keep it contained. But yeah, I'll ask Lauren about that for sure. Well, and then But, it, you know, but here's it, what I don't want to see. I don't want to see people on opening day, Bob, walk down to the dock with these big monster right. pellets and the oil and dump them in there the morning of the fishery and think that they're going right. to fish. Because so, it yeah. doesn't work. I mean, those things, yeah, that stuff would fish great for you. If you, you know, you're gone one day, two day soaks. But folks, we're, yeah. we're on a four hour fishery. Right. And a four to five hour fishery in most places, and 
you've got to get down and get after it and be fishing right away. And for all of us down in the, you know, from area uh, nine, eight on south, uh, without a lot of current movement, that the, like I said, the first couple hours are going to be slow and you're going to blow through some bait. So you're going to want to have some extra bait. But I think what we can do is, is Tom will work on that. I'll bring some buckets of the yeah. different stages of what it looks like so we can lift the lid off and say, Here's the you know here here's where you start here's where the end is etc. And this this is just I picture those little um, sample spoons where you can taste ice cream. Here here you go here sir would you like a sample? You just grab you just you just grab the gentleman by the back of the neck and you shove his head in there and said see that's what you wanted to smell like Sherbert from hell yeah no question about it. okay so so we're, so now we've talked about. Fast fishing and slow fishing bait. You're the one that really first introduced me to the concept of fast fishing and slow fishing shrimp pots. It, elucidate, elaborate, right? Educate, right? Well, it in in Washington we're allowed half the circumference of the pot to be an opening uh, to get shrimp into your pot. So if if you look at my if you look at my pots and most pots, they've all got that. Now the the Stackable pots that you stack on deck, you can, you know, take up a really small, nice footprint on your boats, and 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 but they have three to four, usually usually I believe four, you know, four and a quarter inch ring entrances, and that's it. Whereas on a fast fishing pot, you're going to have if it's no matter if it's square, octagon, or round, you're going to have half that circumference. It's going to be an opening. And the shrimp, you know, they, they're clouded up down there, especially first thing in the morning when we go out on the 25th. You're going to see those big clouds, and you're going to drop down into them. And and the ones that are around that bait where you drop it are going to land on that shrimp pot, and they're going to crawl around until they find a way to get in there and get after that bait. Do not let your bait container fish and be fedable from the top or bottom of your pot. Otherwise, they, words, otherwise make, they're not going to – I mean, if they, they can feed from the top or the sides or the yeah. bottom, they're not going to go in your pot. So – and, and yeah, so I, this is – now this is time to mention the Buchanan theorem, okay? And that's the amount of time crustaceans remain in the pot is a function of the distance D prime from the gate to the bait. Bigger right. pots expand that distance – so they have to spend more time getting from the gate to the bait, which makes it tougher for them to find the way back out of the pot. Right. That's Buchanan's theorem, D prime. Yeah. And and I'm like a crab. Those little buggers have got a, you know, they got a pretty doggone short digestive tract, and they get in there and get a belly full, and they get the hell out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't hang around in the corner like a crab will and wait until it's time to eat again and when the bell rings six hours later go back and start eating or, 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 or get out of that pot. And that that's why we pull in forty five minute to fifty minute to an hour pulls. And that's also why that's also why once you get some of these prawns in the boat <clears throat> that you shouldn't immediately be popping their little right. their, their little cats off because you want them correct. to 
get so, that stuff out of them. Bingo, bingo. Flush so them. I will be covering all of this in absolute gory, disgusting, smelly, and finger-poking detail in my uh, in, in my presentation, which is going to kick off at 10 o'clock next Saturday. I'm doing my my same Seattle boat show, but it's 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 a little enhanced, though, okay? Yep. Uh, my, my, my PowerPoint at the North Sound Marine Expo next Saturday at Harbor Marine, April 15th. Followed by, um, we're going to do some zincs. We're going to do some bottom paint. Joey's going to do his Lincod presentation. And the mad pot scientist himself, Bob Buchanan, will be there to show you how to make bait. Show the wine system. Bringing my, everything. I'm bringing, I'm bringing my actual gear, uh, albeit it's kind of rusty and well used. Some of these, some of my equipment is six to eight years old. And, uh, okay. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it and show it exactly how I do it. There'll be no, no questions. And I'll show you how you can get those rigid pots uh, in a in a small footprint on your boat, yet steady and safe to maneuver out there, especially in. The, if we get a windy day, if you, you if you are serious about shrimping, crabbing, lingcod fishing, halibut fishing, come join us next Saturday. You're gonna, I promise, you're gonna bring something home, and uh, that's that's kind of what it's all about. I hope. Can you? Is there any chance we can talk you to come up early and throw on a headset and join us for the show next week it, too? It's it's highly possible. Highly possible. Tom, I'm going to be able to do that. I I, I can't definitely no, no, it's all right. because of my. My great fortune, uh, the day before yesterday, I became a grandfather again for the third time. And, nice. and uh, as a result, I have a son on maternity leave. Okay. But uh, yeah. knowing, hi- knowing him, he's going to sneak out and stick his nose in the office quite a bit. There we so go. Okay. Well, I, I, uh, everybody come, I'm, I'm come, to Harbor, my come to Harbor Marine and, and congratulate Grandpa Bubba yeah, next congrats, week. So, Bubba. Yeah, congrats, Yeah, no doubt. All There's right. There's another... Another punch card. It's another limit. Yes. (laughs) I imagine we're going to see that little bugger out there on May 25th. Exactly. It'll be long. He'll be there. He'll have have his own wild account by the end of the day. All right. Bob Buchanan, uh, bow-mac.com. Come join us at the North Sound Marine Expo.com next week at harbormarine.net at the port of everett.com. And that's going to be the end of this dot segment. Bob Buchanan, thanks for joining us. We'll see see you soon, buddy. Later, Bubba. Okay, guys. Take care. All right. Coming up next, critically acclaimed award-winning Northwest Outdoor Report right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. Spring Chinook fishing extended on the lower Columbia River with catches lower than expected in March and early April. Recreational Spring Chinook fishing on the Columbia River below Bonneville will see four additional days of angling. Stretch River from Bowie 10 to Bonneville, which scheduled, initially scheduled to end on April 7th, will now run through April 12th. And I quote, conditions so far this spring were less than ideal for fishing, said Ryan Lothorpe, Columbia River fish manager. Continued cold weather and water has kept catch rates low, so we feel comfortable offering this extended spring fishing opportunity, unquote. Managers will continue to monitor spring returns and catch rates, and an ounce of additional extensions are needed. The Spring Center Fishery from Bonneville upstream to Oregon-Washington border are open April 1st and scheduled to run through May 6th. Stay tuned for the legendary Buzz Ramsey's rundown of this fishery next segment. Here's your chance to support Fish Northwest's efforts to restore sustainable recreational fishing opportunity in Puget Sound. Your $100 per rod entry gives you a shot at first place prize of $7,000, second gets you $2,000, and a grand for third place. The Fish Northwest event is open in marine areas 6 and 7 only. Weigh-in is at 4 to 6 p.m. both days at Friday Harbor Marina and Skyline Marina in Anacortes. Tickets are available now at Holiday Sports in Burlington, John Sporting Goods in Everett, LFS in Bellingham, and Dave Sporting Goods in Linden. 
100% of all funds raised go to support FishNorthwestDog.org's legal battle to return Washington State Anglers Fair fishing opportunity for complete derby rules, schedule of events, and more. Hit FishNorthwest.org. Join us next Saturday at a spring seminar on steroids. Harbor Marines North Sound Marine Expo is where you're going to find the latest and greatest in this season's fishing and marine tech. Mike Shrimp Seminar, float and line handling techniques, followed by Joey Pyburn's ling and bottom fish drill and gear demonstration of rigging will ensure your season gets off to a fast start. One-day event, must attend, free parking, free attendance, Carolina Smoke Barbecue next Saturday, April 15th, 10 a.m. Be part of the first annual NorthSoundMarineExpo.com. Bonus razor clams available on next digs. WDFW confirmed the next round of coastal razor clam digging can proceed as planned from April 6th through the 12th with an increased daily limit of 20 clams per person. Thankfully, the toxicity closure is behind us and we're turning the corner into some spring morning digs. We're looking forward to better digging conditions. These confirmed dig dates are in addition to tentatively scheduled dates at Long Beach, Twin Harbors, Moak Rocks, and Capellas beaches in April and May. On all open beaches, the daily limit from April 6th through May 14th is 20 clams instead of the usual 15. Each digger's clams must be kept in a separate container. All diggers must keep the first 20 clams they dig, regardless of size or condition. For more information on these upcoming tentative digs, go to WDFW's Razor Clam page. Washington Hatchery Manager is in urgent need of help clipping salmon at North Sound Hatcheries that power sport and orca forage initiatives. A slow-growing season. Rising temperatures and other factors led WDFW to worry it'd be a real struggle to mark all fish reared for release at the Samus Hatchery, which raises Chinook and Coho. Volunteer clippers are needed starting April 24th to work in two trailers where the adipose, adipose fins of the fish are clipped, marking them as harvestable hatchery fish. Hatchery Chinook output has been boosted in recent years. To provide forage for SRKWs, to volunteer, call the Samus Hatchery at 360 724 3131. Do this at least two days in advance of your, your availability. That's 360-724-3131. We need some fin clippers. The second annual Dog Derby. UW footballers are gathering again on July 15th not to compete on the field. They're coming to compete for who can catch the biggest salmon in the second annual Dog Derby. This tournament pairs UW ballers with paying guests fishing together. Entries are limited to just 20 teams to keep the experience intimate and one that will guarantee and create memories to last a lifetime. See you Saturday, July 15th, Port of Everett, the second annual Dog Derby. Beneficiaries include Tulalip Boys and Girls Club and the 1861 NIL Foundation. To register, hit dogderby.com. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Now through the end of April, save 15% on all heat pumps and air conditioners at bobsheating.com. Look at how happy you are, Nelly. A little bow down to Washington on a Saturday morning. (laughs) Never hurt anybody. (laughs) Very good, Matthew. That's outstanding. Uh, Hey, Outdoor Emporium's annual spring sale, April 13th through the 30th, the largest outdoor spring sale in the Northwest. Hundreds of fishing, camping, biking, hunting, and more items on sale. Hit sportco.com. And then I have an announcement. Announcement, immediate immediate announcement. The legendary, legendary play-by-play, excuse me, excuse me, not play-by-play, the color commentator of the Seahawk broadcast, former Seahawk linebacker and friend of ours, Dave Wyman, will be joining Brock Heward and I and Matthew on the Peregrine Lodge trip on Father's Day weekend. You don't want to miss this. You you don't want to miss 
Wyman and Brock going at each other. <laughs> it's, well, dude, and, 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 and at dinner time in between, it's like sitting and listening to a, a, a podcast. Because yeah, these guys' sure. football knowledge goes so deep, right? And honestly, I don't remember the last time in April we had seats available to, to go up to Peregrine Lodge. Log on to peregrinelodge.com. You don't want to miss this. The forecasts in, in, in central British Columbia drive this fishery. We get a crack at these fish before they hit rivers inland. I think during our three days, in, in addition to our salmon, I, I think we hooked 50 halibut. I, and I mean, you choose your Matthew got the biggest halibut in the lodge, 68-pounder. You know, come join us. Father's Day weekend, peregrinelodge.com. Give Lisa Kellogg Go a call. look at some of the pictures on their website Dude, of these piggy yeah. pig Chinooks. Yeah, and Just I'm telling you. monsters. They are. And you catch a motor mooch, and you're going to learn so much from the guides up there. Peregrinelodge.com. Come join us. And I, I don't know how much longer this is going to last. but Watch they, Brock they, eat a halibut eyeball. Oh, dude. it's What Brock does on the dock is hilarious. Yeah. But <laughs> but having Dave Wyman there is, is you don't want to miss this. If you, if you can come up, you need to come up. And, and we're, we don't we don't have that many more spots available. Jump on to PeregrineLodge.com. Uh, coming up next, the legendary. I don't think it's – legendary is not – Not enough? Yeah. He's on the Mount Fishmore, yeah. right? Buzz Ramsey joining us next. The Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Well, it's always a banner day when we have the legend himself on that's enshrined on my own personal Mount Fishmore. None other than Buzz Ramsey, who unfortunately got picked on by Kevin Patrick Gogan, former dirtiest player in the NFL this weekend down in the Columbia. Can I can I apologize to you for what you had to endure while you were you weren't even in the same boat and you were taking grief. Uh, he's got a pretty long reach for that voice of his. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't all, dude. That ain't all. Buzz Ramsey joining us this morning. Uh, all right, well, give us your impressions of that uh, spring Chinook fishery in the Columbia, Buzz. What 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 do you what do you make of it? <clears throat> well, I think as most most of your listeners probably know, the fishing has been uh, tough this year for a number of reasons. One uh, one is the River's cooler than normal by about five degrees. Uh, second is the river's choking with smelt all the way to Bonneville Dam, and there's even a few sneaking above Bonneville. I mean, they're catching them in the smolt uh, screens coming back down the river, you know, there at Bonneville. Um, and the third thing, of course, is that we never get to fish on the uh, peak of the run, which normally doesn't happen until the end of last couple weeks of April and maybe first week of May. And so, given all of that, you know, we're Usually, the, and because of that, the best fishing is usually about the last week of whatever season we get. And uh, but this year has been pretty tough. Um, I was I was uh, happy that we uh, we caught some fish while we were down there, you know, in in our boat here with uh, Austin Mosier. Uh, uh, you know, we landed three spring chinook each day. We that I fished with him two. We fished with him two days, and and we caught landed three each day. The first day, all were keepers. Second day, well, a couple of wild ones we let go, <laughs> but uh, but we got to keep one. So, so we got some photos and had fun, and and uh, of course, big laugh with the with the guy in the other boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of even, even when the fishing's slow, he's a good guy to have in a, in a slow day in a boat and in a slow day in a duck blind. There's something going on. All so, time. so tell me if if you think this is my impression of what was going on down there, Buzz. I, um, we were worried that these fish weren't going to show up. That the maybe the run was over forecast. 
but I was seeing plenty of fish on the screen. I think that the water temperature, the smelt, um, kept the bite down. I I think we're just, you know, we're we're still seeing the the fish. They're there. We just weren't catching that many fish because of the conditions. Yeah, I there are fish there. In fact, you know, the I give a little bit of an idea. The the bank guys up at Bonneville that were fishing by where the old oak tree used to be on the Washington shore. They been, it's been pretty scratchy up there, but yesterday that bite kind of turned on up there for them. They caught some fish. It was their best day yet. So, yeah, there's fish filtering up the river, but like you say, they're given these factors, and particularly the fact that they're full of smelt, um, they're just not very eager biters. Um, and, I mean, I mean, I caught one out of smelt, using a smelt. I caught, <laughs> <laughs> we, we decided to match the hatch. So. <laughs> <laughs> never, never a bad plan. There's no question about it. So, so Buzz, now you know the guys that are fortunate enough to to have the flexibility to stay down there and fish this extension. Uh, boy, I, I I think they could do some damage the last four days of the season down there, given given the upswing in abundance. And, and I mean, to, to to your point with Bonneville, we we did have a surge, and now we're at fifty percent of the ten year average with fish going through Bonneville. So yeah, there, there's fish all through the system. But I think these last four days in that Lower River could be something else. Yeah, it could. Who knows? I mean, it it could. Uh, it, there's no doubt. It's probably on average going to get better. Although you know, yesterday, according to some of the fish checkers down the Lower River that I uh, communicated with via uh, my friends, um, there was fewer fish caught yesterday than there was the day before. So what what that was, I don't know. Maybe it was a barometer change or something. You know, the wind switched from the east to the west, which should have been a good thing. Yeah. But I, I don't know. <laughs> so so Buzz with. PFMC ending last week, and the ocean ended up with a high option, which means, you know, a, a lot of our a lot of our tulies are going to be taken in the in, in the Westport Milwaukee fishery, and you know, it, it. So we're not going to get a chance to catch URBs in the in the buoy tent fishery this year, unless you're you know out off of Waco and you're out in the ocean, which, which is a bummer. I mean, because there's there's you know the Hanford Reach produces a bunch of wild urbs which are kind of you know they're kind of the springers of the fall run if you will they're they're a little they're 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 better eaten than the tulies they're a harder fighting fish generally bigger if we could get some dams out of the snake river there would almost be a second hanford reach free-flowing stretch of the snake river give us your take on the potential impact of removing these hydroelectrically unimportant structures on the Snake River? Well, there's no doubt that the restraining factor, the reason we don't get to target the anywhere near the peak of the run on Spring Chinook, and, uh, and given the enhancement opportunity with Fall Chinook, URBs, for example, you know, the <laughs> a lot of people don't realize this, but... You know, we usually talk about spring chinook when we talk about uh, the option of removing those dams and, and, of course, doing it away where we flood federal money in there to keep everybody whole, everybody that might be affected, you know, offset all the, all the benefits or the benefits those dams provide. But the Hanford Reach, the last free-flowing stretch of the Columbia River, not surprisingly, it produces sometimes, some years as many as a half million wild chinook coming back to the Columbia, the mouth, the mouth of the Columbia. 
And it's the last big wild run of salmon in the Columbia Basin. But removing those Snake River dams, those four dams on the lower snake, we're not talking about any others, <laughs> uh, that would give us three times the area uh, for fall Chinook to recolonize. So, I mean, it's unfathomable, really. I mean, you think about they have reached a little 30 mile section, and then you got this much larger section, over three times the amount of river miles that would produce fall Chinook. And uh, we'd be drowned in salmon. We would be the destination. I would love to drown in salmon. I've tried, I've tried yeah. a couple times, for sure. So, yeah, and, and, and Buzz, and you've made the comment before that of the turnkey habitat left in the Columbia drainage, 80% of it is behind the Snake River dams? Well, uh, here, here's the big picture view, kind of, kind of from a satellite. <laughs> if, you, if you took the Columbia River watershed as a total, half the salmon's historic range has been blocked by dams permanent blockage, you know, we've lost those habitats, those productive habitats. Of the habitat that remains, 70% is in Idaho in the Snake River drainage. There's 5,500 miles of rivers and spawning tributaries up there that the fish could, you know, it's healthy habitat too. A lot of it's high elevation. You know, think about the Frank Church Wilderness Area and other wilderness areas that were set aside in a big way to preserve salmon habitat. And But what stands in the way of those fish recovering and we're talking spring Chinook, summer Chinook, you know, summer steelhead, and, of course, fall Chinook. Um, what stands in the way is those fish have to negotiate eight dams. You know, those fish going to Hanford Reach, they, they have to neg- negotiate four dams, and they're doing pretty well. But eight dams, it's just unsurmountable. I mean, here, here's, here's a, the simple view of it. If when those juveniles, young, young juvenile, you know, Chinook and Steelhead are coming down river. They need flow to push them down river because they, in effect, back troll to the ocean. Sure. They allow the current to flush them or push them downstream. And when they get to a hydro dam, they have, providing their spilling water, they have two, cho- two choices. And of course, they just go where the water goes. <clears throat> so if they go over the spillway, the mortality is very low, zero to two percent. If they go through the turbines, the mortality is 10 to 12%. So it's not like any one dam is so bad. We can have dams and salmon, but eight dams, I mean... Yeah, it's... And <laughs> 10 to 12% every time. Every time. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and not to derail the, 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 the conversation here, but we have the same, well, a, a similar level, I'll say, of, of hydropower hypocrisy in our Skagit River here, where Seattle City Light built these dams with no provision for fish passage on the assertion that, well, these fish just never uh, ascended. They, they never came up above uh, the, gor- the, the, um, the gorge, the, the, or excuse me, the, the, the Diablo Dam site, right, yeah, on, this, on this gadget. And, and so we've got a number of these situations where, you know, we really need to look and, and make some priority decisions as, as a civilization and make some better land use practice decisions with our salmon. You have, you, you've told me before, you said, Tom, we have spent billions on extinction. Don't you think we should we should start spending you know some money to to really to really recover these fish and and I realize there's uh, an economy that's built now on 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 the Snake River around these reservoirs and around the locks and stuff like that and we do need to solve the irrigation and transportation issue on there but that's that's what uh, it's all, it's- 
it's all do it's all doable. It's all doable for sure. It is all for doable. Sure it is. I, I, you know, uh, uh, as you might know, Congressman uh, Mike Simpson, Mike Simpson Idaho, of Idaho, Congressman of Idaho, he's come up with a proposal, thirty billion dollars, to to uh, remove the dams, which cost roughly you know one to two billion. That's what it co- would cost to remove those dams. But the, all the rest is just showering the region with money to make keep everybody whole. Right. You know, improve the highway uh, structure. You know, if right, right now, for example, shipping. You know, about about eighty percent of the commodities that come down the Columbia River that are shipped down the Columbia River come right. out of Tri Cities. You know, the ones that come out of the Snake River system out of uh, Lewiston Clarkson area is about represents about twenty percent of those commodities. Well, and and we subsidize through our tax dollar and electric rates, we subsidize that barge traffic to the tune of $37,000 per barge load. Well, if those shippers up there need subsidized freight, there's no problem. We yeah. can subsidize it in other ways. Sure. The same thing with irrigation. If I think they irrigate only out of one of those reservoirs. Well, we don't have to irrigate. We don't have to pull that water out of a reservoir. We can pull it out of a river. There's been far yeah. more ambitious uh, sure. programs to to get water to. I, to I've, I've seen know. some studies where deep wells would be an option as well. You know, yeah. so I mean, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever it takes. All right, Buzz, uh, we're, we're saving seats for you down at Bowie Ten. I hope we can get together this summer though, and uh, maybe have you come up our neck of the woods and enjoy a little Puget Sound action too, buddy. I appreciate you joining us this morning. I want to have you on later this month because we need to talk about opening day trout too. You or would you uh, make another Saturday morning available for us? Absolutely. All right. You know me. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, now Gogan knows you too. So now that's that's going to that's going to be an issue. Buzz Ramsey, uh, absolute angling legend. Thank you for joining us this morning, my friend. We'll be in touch. Thanks, Buzz. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thanks, all right, guys. buddy. Talk yeah, to you soon. Bye. All right. Coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week: the techniques you need to succeed. It's RoarRobinsonRVs.com's really where, and it's next here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station Seven Ten, Seattle Sports App. No way. Really? Where? It's coming back from the island of Tinian Delady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. You, you gotta tell me. I, I, I'm not gonna tell anybody. Ocean Journey Red. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a nice jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? Time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest, the all-new Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete selection of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, tallers, pop-ups, campers, and so much more. Let us consign or sell your RV. Take care of everything. Nice, smooth sale. And go get a new one. Um, so much going on out there. Go check them out. Roe Robinson RV. RoeRobinsonRV.com. And if you haven't been up there and checked out their new their new spot, it's pretty. Dude, it's just, it, it, they, they did a really cool deal. Our friend Eric Jorgensen runs the place, and it's almost like a lodge walking into a big, I mean, big heavy timber. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, you're going to love it up there. But, you know, uh, this is a great time to, you know, get ready for spring. Get ready at uh, RoeRobinsonRV.com. So, uh, Springers, top of mind, right? But but halibut, halibut's still happening, too man so well and then like i said cq you know with this weird kind of funky weather we have going uh the straights are a little tough um cq you know get out there you got salmon opportunity lingcod halibut rockfish everything's out there and even when we have these these you know southeast southwest 
storms we're having, you can poke out and, and find some shelter and still fish. Uh, and I mean, CQ. It's all on the it's, table. It's just going to get better and better out there, the salmon a, fishing. What a charming place to spend some time in the spring. You know, it's just the whole Clallam Bay deal. The whole vibe of CQ is really cool. Brandon Mason's really, you know, done, done a great job out there. And and I think, am I to understand they're, they're going to finally get that dredging done too this this, that, this later this yes. uh, summer? So yep. that's going that's going to be pretty cool and, and add a lot of dock space too and a lot of capacity to that particular deal. So very very cool. Um, so I mentioned earlier in the show, and I just really really looking forward to this. Come join us at Hidegwai ParagonLodge.com. Dave Wyman, Brock Heward. Matt, Nelson, and myself, we're all going to be up there. I hope you can join us. It's going to be an amazing fishery, an amazing time. And if you've never hung out with Brock and Dave, they're, they're, they are worth the price of admission right there, man. You're talking a lot of Seahawk history, a lot of Husky football history. Unfortunately, Dave Wyman's from Stanford, but we'll, you know, we'll just, Go, you know. Gogan might have mentioned that. Oh, they do not like each other, dude. No. They do, well, <laughs> They, they they played each other in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then then uh, Wyman was the Seahawk, yep. and Kevin was a Raider. And yeah, yeah it was <clears throat> yeah. They, it's the whole O lineman linebacker deal. Kevin was, may was, have mentioned yeah, where is his so. invite. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Well, that that may happen next year. That, yeah. We'll we'll see. It's just you know you, you got to be careful when you bring Kevin into um, certain. Oh, you yeah, do. Yeah, oh. Yeah, you're, huh. you're, you're learning. You're learning huh. that. So join us uh, peregrinelodge.com, dot uh, com eight hundred six six three zero nine nine two Go check them out. Come join us on the uh, Father's Day trip, the seventh uh, or eighth is eighth annual uh, outdoor line listener trip. So I, I can't believe we still have availability. Then next Saturday, next Saturday the North Sound so Marine Expo. This is going to be fun because there's never been. This is the first annual North Sound Marine Expo. Free attendance, free parking. Uh, we're doing the radio show live, live and on remote there, and then we get done, you know, at our normal time, and then we're going to hang out for a couple hours and, and just do nothing but rig tackle, rig shrimp gear, you know, be your personal shopper in the store, get you all set up, and then I do my shrimp seminar at 10. There's a couple other uh, boat maintenance stuff. We're doing doing some zinc, doing some body paint. Then Joey's going to do his uh, Lincod presentation. Dometic's going to be there. Moeller's going to be there. Martyr's going to be there. Taylor made Magma, you know, gill ring gear, a whole bunch of other stuff, including Bob Buchanan, a Bomac tackle. If you want to get your shrimp season off to a fast start, you want to get your lingcod season off to a fast start, there's no better way than join us next Saturday. Harbor Marine, the 15th of April, the place to be for all things marine. Hashtag NSME, NorthSoundMarineExpo.com, next Saturday, Port Everett. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think uh, if, if you spend a lot of time on the water, um, you got to come down and check this out because, yeah. you know, just your shrimp seminar, uh, you could go from – a total beginner. Yeah. And you well, pretty much dial people in on the whole setup. We're going to make we're going to make bait. I'm I'm bringing my white trash blender. Bob 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 is going to bring his and we're going to show you how to make shrimp bait. And and it's key because you can't walk down the dock with the pellets in one hand and the jug of oil in the other and think that you have an effective prawn bait. You do not. Mm-hmm. You'll catch a couple, but it but it's all about, you know, and I go back to this again and again and again. If you ever watch Deadliest Catch, it's that one-two punch. You need a broadcast bait and you need a hanging bait. And and that poor greenhorn's dumping cases of herring into the grinder and filling those jugs. And then you got to have a hanging bait, which, in, you know, in those big boats is cod, right? 
your your broadcast bait has to be ground in Puget Sound, but then we we got a couple hanging bait tricks for you too. So yeah. and, and of course Joey of Ray's Baits is going to have a, s- some cool options for you as well. But we're also going to show you how to make successful halibut baits and successful ling baits. As I'll well. bring I'll bring a bunch of bait down there too, so yeah, guys can you, actually see. We can set some stuff up and yeah. rig up some some halibut setups and. And uh, really get guys tuned. We in. got some dirty tricks. We're going to be doing the show live and on location from uh, from Harbor Marine next week. I hope you can join us. If you missed any of the show? Jump on mynorthwest.com. Uh, download the Apple Podcast app. Hit the outdoorline.com for the rest of the podcasts. And uh, you know, give Joey a follow on Instagram at Joey Pyburn. Give us a follow on, at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for Matt Nelson doing a great job behind the glass. Joey Pyburn. I'm Tom Nelson. Thanks for listening to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, seven ten, Seattle Sports app.